Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Spotify Greenroom. It's the live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download use. You can talk to other fans, athletes, insiders in real time. Great for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, reacting to breaking news. It's a free audio-only social media platform for sports fans. Basically, Twitter, but you're talking you know, through audio. You can have your ongoing conversations, you know, when you're starting them or joining them. It's like basically you're watching games together, too, as well. It's like watching the games together, like you're at a sports bar, but not a sports bar. And, then, you know, of course, when the biggest news and stuff comes out, you can all react together. And plus, you know, insiders, athletes, and executives can come on. So you can even, you know, you know if you want to run your mouth at, uh, you know, say, Bob Nutting, if he would ever, you know, join a, uh, you know, one of your conversations, you can tell Bob Nutting, you know, he isn't shit. All you got to do is go to the iOS App Store or Google Play Store. You can download it for free, create your profile, link your Twitter, and come in with your spiciest takes. All right, guys, welcome to another Pit Panther Rants, another Sports Rants podcast. Happy Monday to you guys. It's raining here in Houston. In fact, we're going to be... Actually, I just saw another thing here. What did I just see? Something that just refreshed. Uh, Hmm, interesting. I'm looking here at the... uh, Well, long story short, we're having a tropical storm coming in, and... Supposedly, uh, we have, you know, Nicholas is supposed to come in Monday afternoon or evening. And people are already having already dismissal. Yeah, but they're not expecting severe conditions. I think what's going to happen is, depending on where you live, I mean, if you live towards Galveston in the, you know, South Houston, it's going to be bad. But if you're living out west like me, we're probably just going to get rain. That's about it. That's pretty much where Hurricane Harvey was. You know, it was nothing. It was nothing but just a steady down, steady downpour. That's it. Um, going through some other things. Well, it was another great weekend for college football, especially if you're a Pitt fan. If you're a Pitt and Steelers fan, it was a great week. Because, or weekend, because, well, you had the Steelers winning and Pitt winning. And, of course, if you're a Penn State fan and a Steeler fan, yep, great weekend. West Virginia Steeler fan, great weekend. And on top of that, the Browns lost. I mean, if you really hate the Browns that much. But, I mean, I just don't see, you know, the Browns and Steelers rivalry just really isn't what it used to be. Maybe... Baker will make it more interesting because, for, mo- for the most part, the rivalry has been one-sided. Well, he did kind of do something as, you know, they knocked the Steelers out of the playoffs last year. But if you really want the rivalry to be, you know, intense, 
the Browns got to win a Super Bowl. That's how it has to happen. Otherwise, forget it. But yes, Pitt played Tennessee on Saturday. And from 11 a.m. till 3, 3.30, it was just, you know, a great experience. Well, I mean, it kept us on our heels at times because we were... We were expecting the worst, at least I was. Early in the game, Pitt went three and out. They just didn't look like they just they came off the bus. I mean, they just, I don't know if it was the crowd or whatnot, but they just couldn't get it going. And then they had the punt. Tennessee blocks the punt. They scroll in the next play, and all of a sudden, the sense of doom comes in. As Pitt's offense couldn't get anything going, couldn't move the ball. Tennessee eventually would go, get three three more points. As I remember sitting there watching the game, and I was like, "We're we're not prepared." Like, you know, and hearing hearing the the SEC announcers basically say, "I mean, they were ESPN, but you could tell they were for the SEC." They were just like, "Well, you could tell." Tennessee was more prepared for this. They knew about this whole punt formation Pitt's been doing, and they they knew they found some way they can attack it and block the punt. And yep, there you go. Great great preparation by Tennessee. I mean, they're totally prepared for this game. They knew what the assignment is. That's you know that was pretty much the gist of that whole thing, for the most part. And um, yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, wow, shit, they're more prepared than we are. And, of course, our offense just couldn't get it going. Tennessee, lucky for Pitt, Tennessee's quarterback at the time, Joe Milton, couldn't hit the, couldn't pretty much, he couldn't hit the wall with a beach ball for the most part. He was just really, really inaccurate. He missed on some open throws, overthrew his receivers. And then Tennessee's fans started booing. And I'm thinking to myself, you guys are up 10 nothing, and you have, comp- you have control of the game so far, and you're booing your team. I mean, I think if there's one thing you can attribute Pitt's uh, second quarter is that the crowd started to turn, and they were up 10 points. I, I don't get it. But yes... Thanks to Tennessee's, you know, offense not really being efficient, uh, Pitt was able to settle down, and Kenny Pickett and the Pitt offense went on a 27-point uh, tear in the second quarter. They outscored Tennessee 27-10. Uh, eventually, Joe Milton was replaced by Hendon Hooker. Pitt was up 20 to 13, and due to some bad tackling, Tennessee tied a game with 20, you know, 20 to 20. And then, of course, we saw something. Odd and rare, and that was Kenny Pickett went on a two-minute drill. He made a really nice throw to Taysir Mack, and Taysir Mack was, you know, he was just a badass. I mean, Pitts obviously got their three their three for receivers. It's Taysir Mack, Jordan Addison, Jared Wayne. Those three have emerged. Lucas Crawl, obviously, he's emerged a tight end. But I gotta give a shout out to Melky Stovall. Because on you know Pitt's touchdown you know drive their first touchdown drive, Kenny rolled out 
you know, he was flush out of pocket. He was scrambling. He sees Stovall. He, th- he flings that pass. And Stovall made a nice catch. I mean, there's so much I can say about them are going so many different directions with this game. But I was about to get ready to blast Kenny Pickett, you know, they're down 10 nothing because I'm like, you know, Kenny's a nice guy, but this is why he's in college for six year, and, you know, maybe if we can just get some sort of quarterback with some pro potential, but Kenny obviously, you know, he, he quieted me down before I could even get started. You know, 27 points second quarter, and anytime we needed a play, the score in the second half, we got it because you know, there was times we were in danger of going to overtime, and he made plays. Eventually, the defense did make a play, and we'll get to that in the second half. I mean, this, well, you know, not what they made in the second half, but we'll get to that in a minute. As I'm, you know, I'm fumbling over our words because, you know, I'm just, I'm so excited that we went to Knoxville. And we got a win. We won a game that we normally lose. And it just, it's just, it's, it's, it's amazing. But um, also I get, I get props to the, defensive, to the offensive line. Uh, anytime Kenny needed time to throw, he got it. They gave him enough protection. Kenny knew when he needed, to, you know, if he, if he had to leave the pocket, he knew when to scramble. Uh You know, he just, and not only that, he, you know, he got the ball out quick as well. He knew when to get the ball out to his guys. I mean, there was no, you know, no hesitation. He saw the guy open. He zipped it to him. I mean, it just, it's amazing. I mean, I mean, the running game wasn't all that great, but when we needed yards, we got him. I mean, Vince Davis, you know, he had a touchdown run at the goal line. I mean, when we really needed it. I thought there was a, I thought there was a chance for Davis could have broke one, but I think he made one, one one too many moves. And of course, Izzy was there as well. I was wondering why Vincent Davis was in there, not more than Izzy. But early in the game, I saw that Izzy missed a blocking assignment, and I can see maybe Vincent's probably in, maybe because he's probably better on pass protection than Izzy is right now. But still, though, I mean. Picking a touchdown before the half was huge because, you know, Hendon Hooker eventually woke up. But, you know, he he burned pill on the on a play that uh, Joe Milton couldn't execute because he overthrew his guy. But they tried to he tried to go in the cookie jar again and Brandon Hill read it and made the pick. I mean he had I mean he had he led the team with total tackles. He had seven. Servosi Dennis, he had six total tackles. Desna Alexandra. He had five total tackles and, and of course, one-and-a-half tackles for loss. Uh, Habu Kabalinato, he had two sacks. He forced a fumble as well, which we didn't, which we weren't able to, um, you know, ex- you know, take advantage of. Keyshawn Camp, he also had a fumble. You know, he stripped the guy. All in all, it was, you know, Pitt's, up, Pitt's front four is great. They need some work, a, a linebacker in the secondary but the linebackers made the play when it mattered. Um, on fourth and one, Tennessee knock on the door to, to tie it, I believe, and Petterson and Jace Pine made the stop. And it, it was an odd play because 
I was like, I was looking at that. I'm like, that was a bad play call because Tennessee had us on the ropes. There's many ways they could have beaten us. And that's just the thing with these hurry-up offenses is that it's like when they, when they go fast, they go fast. But when they have to slow down and power run it, it just seems like it just ends bad for them a lot of times. And that's what felt like it happened here. But Pitt wins the Johnny Majors Bowl. You know, we saw that that uh, homage, homage to Johnny Majors. You know, one person said on Twitter, Johnny Majors Bowl champions, print the T-shirt. You know, Penner Doozy, obviously, in his press conference I just read, he gave the fans a lot of props. I mean, the fans really did come out, and they did a hell of a hell of a job. I mean, they, they, they show up in droves. I mean, plenty of them, and they show up in droves. But um, I can see why Tennessee is, you know, why their fans have been miserable for so long. I mean, after ever since Phil, Phil Fuller's been gone, they haven't had a lot to cheer about. And, you know, Tennessee is a nice big stadium and a lot of rich alumni and they, they donate lots of money. And I can, you know, if you're if you're showing up every 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 Saturday for basically for mediocrity, which you, which you pretty much have been dealing with, yeah, you're going to be miserable. And I can tell you, know, I can see why they're, you know, they're totally miserable now. I mean, it's, hell, I'd be miserable watching that too. I mean, if you're dumping all that money into a football program and you haven't really got any good results, I mean, it's hard to say. I, I did like some things with Josh Hupel, especially in his offense I like, but Central Florida couldn't wait to get rid of him. They were happy to get rid of them you know, rid of him, so, yeah, it just, still though, I can't get over this win, it's a great feeling, it's great to come in on Monday, not having that feeling, sense of doom, because you lost, you know, to a P5 team on the road, and sure, next year, Kenny Pickett will be there, he'll be breaking a new quarterback, and Tennessee maybe be a little bit better, but, well, at least for once, we get to feel good about something. Just we hope that uh, next no next week isn't so much of a letdown against Western Michigan. I mean, if they struggle and get the win, fine. Just get the just get the damn W. That's that's all I care about. And you know what? I mean, if you're gonna go and watch watch check out the game for next week, go to Spotify Green Room and download the app. It's the live audio only sports talk platform. Free to download to use. And you can talk to other fans, athletes. I mean, you can talk to insiders. You know, who knows? Maybe, who knows? Maybe if you're doing a pit game watch, maybe EJ Borghetti shows up and you can talk to him about, being, about him being the AD again. Or you can talk about, maybe Heather could join and maybe you can talk about the on-campus stadium. Talk to Bob Nutting and ask him why the Pirates suck so bad. Who knows? I mean, you never know. Maybe some athletes will come on. Maybe Doran Dickerson shows up and, you know, you know, Maybe some pit, pit, you know, maybe some actual pit players be paying the, their NIL fees. Who knows? Uh, you know, maybe some insiders, other sports fans. I mean, like going to a bar, but you're not at the bar. I mean, maybe you're talking on Twitter, but you're not on Twitter. You're not dealing with got people with dog AVs and egg drop AVs, whatever the hell it is. You know, you're not dealing with trolls. You know, it's just it's great to watch. You know, watch games together, have your own conversations. Write the news, rumors, and other games. And then, of course, you know, you can go download the app on, you know, on the iOS app, iOS app Store, Google Play Store, create your profile, link to Twitter, and then, you know what, just come in with your spiciest takes. 
Now, going around the ACC, uh, Duke knocked off North Carolina A&T, which was pretty much expected, uh, you know, you know, whatever. Uh, Clemson beats South Carolina State. That was pretty much expected. Virginia Tech beats Middle Tennessee, 35-14. Uh, Tech was up 14-7 with the half, but the second half they just pulled away. Miami and Appalachian State went down to the wire, and Miami won 25-23. The thing about this game is Appalachian State is an easy team to, to schedule, and you gotta have, you, you got to have big balls to schedule them if you think you're going to beat them. But you know what, Miami, they stay intact. They, I mean, it, was, it wasn't easy, but they won it. Uh, North Carolina knocks off Georgia State, 59-17. Virginia knocks off the Atlanta, 42-14. And uh, UVA is 2-0, so... Some weird things happening in the Coastal as we see it. Well, I mean, Illinois isn't weird you know, in the Coastal, but still, UVA, you know, UVA about you know, being 2-0 and o is, you know, we, we talked about North Carolina winning the Coastal, and now Virginia Tech's the favorite, but we always tend to forget about UVA. Is they seem to be lurking these days. Georgia Tech knocked off Kennesaw State. Good for them. Uh, Wake Forest beats Norfolk State 4 one 16 Rutgers and Syracuse, the Battle of New York. Who who brings the New York market? Uh, Rutgers won this game 17-7. Uh, Tommy DeVito, Jesus, he's still at Syracuse. And yeah, his number, his stat line is, doesn't look good. And to be quite honest with you, I think Syracuse, well, Taj Harris caught most of his passes. Uh, can't say much about Syracuse. What can you say? Uh, Dino Babers, I think, pretty much going to be gone. You know, unless they pull off some miracle. Boston College beats UMass. Phil Jerkovic was hurt early in this game. He actually left in the first half. Uh, they beat UMass 45-28, but I'm wondering how. He, supposedly he hurt his throwing hand. Hopefully it's nothing major because that would suck. Well, at least for Phil it would. In fact, let me look at him up real quick and see. Phil Jerkovic. Uh, let's see. He's still in the depth chart as of now, which means he's probably going to be coming back. So it looks like maybe it just, you know. Yeah. But supposedly later today they'll get some more information. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, NC State lost to uh, Mississippi State 24 uh, 10. No, not surprised there. Um, it would be nice to see them win that, but you know, people put too much hype in NC State. I have no idea why. I mean, I think they'll win, I'll th- I think they'll win, they'll, they'll go to a bowl game in the winning season, but you know, that's shouldn't expect too much from them. Uh, Louisville beats Eastern Kentucky thirty to three, and the shocker of the day of college football. Uh, it's Jacksonville State knocks out Florida State twenty to seventeen. And I'm still trying to figure this one out because, well, let's go to the full box score here. Uh, Mackenzie Milton played most of the game, but he's, his stat wasn't all that great. I mean, I'm curious what happened here because how did Jacksonville State do last week? I mean, Jacksonville State lost 31 nothing to UAB. So that's a bit that's a baffling scenario. I'm I'm curious how this came about. 
maybe Florida State was celebrating their moral victory for too long over against Notre Dame because they went to overtime. I don't know. Maybe they got too full of themselves. But Notre Dame, I mean, they barely beat Toledo last week. I mean, Jack Cohn, he, uh, his finger, I guess, he dislocated and they popped it back and he threw the game and he touched it on pass. But that Toledo game went down the wire. But, yeah, I don't know what happened there. Looking around, college football, well, anything particular, Alabama continued their onslaught. Georgia hammered UAB 56-7. I mean, this was the UAB to, you know, to beat Jacksonville State, to beat Florida State. Kind of weird. Um, A&M beats Colorado 10-7. A&M's lost their starting quarterback early in the game, but somehow they pulled this one off. I didn't think, I thought they would, Colorado would pull this one off, but, well, you know, <coughs> excuse me, excuse me. My allergies have led to congestion, and yeah, that's, it sucks. Iowa beats Iowa State 27-17. Nothing much to see there. You know, obviously, Iowa was ranked 10th and Iowa State was ranked 9th. It looks like they're going to flip-flop here. Penn State beat Ball State 44-13. I think the, the line on that game was minus 22 Penn State. I figured James Frank would cover because he hates not covering. Uh, South Florida trying to make a case for the uh, Big 12. Loses to Florida 42-20. USC loses to Stanford 42-28, which means Clay Helton's pretty much, you know, on the hot seat. Um, Arkansas beats Texas 40-21. Sark, I mean, depending on how this season goes, he may resort to drink, drinking again. Graham Mertz had a near-perfect day against uh, Eastern Michigan as the, you know, as the Wisconsin Badgers win that one 34-7. So maybe the Badgers are back on track, who knows. Scoring the rest of these. BYU knocked off Utah, and I figured Utah would win this one, but oh, wow. Her members in Arizona State remain undefeated 2-0. They beat UNLV 37-10. Also, don't forget about Ohio State and Oregon. I thought Ohio State would win that one, being it was 11 o'clock at an AM game on a uh, Eastern time zone. Uh, Oregon took it to them and won that one. This was, you know, that's the thing about this game, this whole day, day today was, um, that, not, not, not today, shoot, Saturday, is that all the good games actually were on, were on like early on. And then as you went to the evening, your, your, hot, your, your marquee game was Michigan and Washington. And that was really not much to, to write home about. Yeah, I'm scrolling down here. Yeah, pretty much there was nothing, you know, nothing much that went on. Michigan beat Washington. They were at home. Yeah, that's it. I mean, there was the Pac-12 after dark, which was which was Hawaii and Oregon State, but that's you know, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, that was pretty much college football that this weekend in a nutshell. All the good games were on early. All the bad games were on later. So I mean, it freed up the rest of your day. I mean, the Steelers won yesterday as well. I mean. At one point, it was, was it 10-0? It was 10-6. I was well, you know, this is going to suck. And before you knew it, they were up 20-10, and they pulled away. I mean, and then, of course, the Ravens play tonight. But anyways, guys, I'll end it here. Uh, have a, enjoy the rest of your Monday, guys, and the rest of your week. I'll talk to you later. Hell in a pit. Bye. 
Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm-mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.